Welcome to the Big Kickoff League of Ireland podcast with myself, Roy Shanahan, and of course, Nathan Doyle from TheBigKickoff.com. Well, we'll start with mentioning the big news that came out this week, which was the announcement of a return to full capacity crowds. Nathan, this is not just good news, this is great news for the league and the clubs and the fans. Oh, it's been the news we've been waiting over 18 months on now, hasn't it been? since we've had 100% capacity. And you know what? It's a good weekend for it. It might not be a full fixed list, uh, but we have some tasty Premier Division games, some really interesting fourth division games, and them all important FBI finals, which I'll have a preview, actually, of them games on the big kickoff probably tomorrow. So keep an eye out for them. But yeah, the news that I've been waiting on, um, even from a past point of view, we've seen that they were selling tickets to the Dundalk game and, you had to postpone the sale and pause the sale of tickets while waiting on this announcement. But yeah, I think everybody now can breathe a sigh of relief that, you know, we, we can get back down to our grounds with full capacity and get back to life as normal because, geez, we've missed that, haven't we? we we've missed the social aspect and the realness of going down to a league one again. And you've been down to the grounds, Nathan, during COVID. What was the feel? What was it like? And, and what did you miss out on? Yeah, look, I, I've probably been uh, privileged enough, you know, to get down uh, when, when some haven't. So it's not really on me to sit here, you know. Like the, I think this message goes out to people that, you know, haven't been down as much as myself. So uh, they're the people that you're most excited for. Like I said to you a few times, man, there's a couple of grounds I've been to, like, you know, like the Richmond of the showgrounds here and Sligo up in Valley Buffet. Uh, they would have been the three I was most at through uh, COVID. Felt very safe, myself personally, but I know that's you know, a feeling that's echoed by everybody else. You know, everybody, um, everybody dealt with this very differently, and, and they're in the right to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, it still wasn't the same for me, and it's just a personal lawyer, you know. And I'm sure I'm just one in probably a thousand people across the country that will say this. But you know, we all have a bad weeks, and we're really holding out for Friday nights, you know, because even regardless of the football, yeah. You're going down, you're meeting the regular faces, whether that be friends or family, or it's a night out that you do with your partner. You know, this, this is probably for some people, it gets them through the week. And even though we were there in restricted numbers, you know, I was off in that game where it had to be away from me, mates. You know, we, we couldn't stand beside each other, we weren't in the same bubble together. So while, while I, I don't want to sound unselfish, you know, I don't want to be selfish sitting here now and saying, um, about any bad experiences they had with people couldn't get down to the ground at all but yeah this is absolutely brilliant news because it, it was sorely missed and even with the restricted numbers you still you felt something was missing something was, was not quite right and I think we're going to get that uh, missing piece back now uh, from Friday onwards Yeah well as you said St. Pat's are on Monday night are playing Dundalk so that no doubt will be a sellout I'm going to guess that a lot of these games including the first division where you have the likes of Galway and Bray, UCD, Treaty. Yeah. Fans want to get back a game. So if there was ever a time that they were going to get their biggest crowds, this would be the weekend. Yeah, you hope. And actually, this would be the one thing uh, the, you'll see an influx of interest. Now, look, that's going to wane, isn't it? That's going to dwindle off at the doors. But it's probably a decent time as well. You know, we're coming to the, the end of the season now. Um, we're coming to the run in, especially in the fourth division, you know. I know everything is sorted. We have our, our, our league winner in Shelbourne and we have our four in 
playoff places uh, set up. But you know, if you're a fourth division fan, like, you know, if you're Galway United fan of playing Bray Wanderers or UCD fan playing Treaties um, on Friday night, these are big games. Um, heading into the playoffs, you now momentum was up as well. So go down, support your local team. Now's the time to do it. You know, now is. If you had a friend that was him and Harden about going down before COVID. This is the time, this is the time to get them in because it, it, it really is starting to heat up and it really is exciting. We're seeing people, you know, and I personally I think it's absolute bullshit that you feel the clubs are better off <laughs> through COVID, you know, through the probably the, the, the PUP uh, schemes or, you know, any um, schemes like that through the government. But no, football, it, it's a, such a, an old saying, isn't it? But football without fans is nothing. And it, that really does ring true, especially at a local level like this. Um, it's the fans that make it. And it's the Seals coming back on Friday, whether that be a League of Ireland or even an international level, with the Ireland and Portugal game coming up now in a couple of weeks. It's, it's going to be absolutely brilliant to see. Now, when we talk about tickets, over the last month or so, there has been, in my opinion, a ridiculous ticket rivalry uh, going on. I know it went on it's going on now between Shamrock Rovers and Bowes but it's happening elsewhere as well Nathan and for me I don't know your opinion on it but it's this is driving me nuts that the league are allowing this happen and it just shouldn't be allowed to happen they're ruining the game a game without away fans is just not a proper game that game the other night between Bowes and Shamrock Rovers didn't feel like a Bowes and Shamrock Rovers game and it really does it takes away from the occasion. Now, we talked about this a few weeks ago, didn't we, here uh, on the podcast about this? And I made some comments on that show that have aged like a bag of shite in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, and I stand by it, I'm not going to come on here now and, you know, and go against what he said. Well, I do remember myself saying that if the demand is there for the home fans, especially through all the trying points of COVID, I think you should be in a situation to Look after your home fans. The example I gave, again, trying not to be biased, was when Pats are playing Rovers and Pats sold out the, uh, the, the 2,500 allocation for home fans because the demand was there. I thought, you know, great. And we've seen it in other games when once the demand was there for home fans were looked after. But now we're a few weeks on and like you said, it's getting down, to, it's, it's getting very catty between clubs now, you know. It's where well, Shannon Rovers done it, so I'm doing it. You've done it to me, I'm doing it to you. And yeah, it, it, it's getting... It's, getting out of hand it's getting to a stage where like you said surprised the league board hasn't jumped in and hasn't put the foot down on the issue and another one I'm going to not sure with you but even to the, the dear listener get in touch if you have the answer with this one but how will this work out now with the 100% capacity coming back into play because surely there has to be some sort of guideline or rules in place that once there's 100% capacity in a stadium in a way allocation is a must well, I would say no. I mean, you can't have rules for one game and then have another rule for another game in the same season. If they're allowing home clubs to only have their home fans, so be it. Like, I mean, Bowes should not now have to give Shamrock Rovers tickets and anyone else who didn't get tickets like at Dundalk or whatever it is, that this shouldn't be the way. But the league need to make sure that, that it never happens again because... Again, I know what you're saying, but you were saying it from a very selfish point. You wanted to get make sure you got tickets to go and see your game. And that's fair enough. But now, when you get a chance to go and see, I don't know, maybe you wanted to go down to Tala and see a St. Pat's game. Or maybe you wanted to go down to uh, 
wherever it was, Dundalk or wherever it was, that you, you wanted to see a game. You're not going to get to see that. And, and that's because of your team or, you know, another team out there who has started up this little ticket war, which was just just ridiculous you know and there, there was no yeah. no no sense to it there you're going to sell them tickets one way or the other um but again I, I still think it's the league who should have stepped in and made sure that that didn't happen yeah 100 percent. like i say it, it's getting quite childish now isn't it you know when uh yeah i think you were spot on with the, with the point now about the monday's game you know we associate shamrock Rovers and, and bohemians know that is well, the league, you know, the, the big rivalries within this league, you know, between half Derry City, things like that, you know, with plenty of other Dublin parties on really on a weekly basis at this stage. But yeah, that's the one, isn't it? Shamrock Rovers and Bohemians, that is the, that's the big historic rivalry in League of Ireland football. And to see what was reduced on Monday night in terms of the crowd interaction, yeah, it was strange to see. And even the images, I know Bohemians had. Um, a big screen on offer for I think about five hundred fans in Daily Mount in the Jody stands watching the game on the big screen. Um yeah, it, it, it was, you know, and like I said, I, I I'm not tracking back on what I said a couple of weeks ago, but it's getting to a stage, it's getting quite ridiculous now. It, it, it's really getting joyless, it's getting just nonsense really, in terms of something that's something that's so simple and taken for granted as, as, as tickets, you know, it's, it's something that we I never thought I would have seen it strange back and forth over something a million tickets. Yep. Okay, well let's move on from the tickets and Monday night's game, Nathan, between Rovers and Bowes. What did you make of it? It was a, it was a, it was an interesting tie for many, many reasons and a tie that I thought that Bowes let slip through their hands. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure everybody knows by now finish up one all, uh Liam Bowes opening scoring. In 48 minutes or before, not too long before half time, but then Richie Towers uh, getting a goal uh, about 20 minutes before time, being a state for Stephen McGuinness. Now, albeit McGuinness, in fairness to him, he, he, he salivated himself, didn't he, in his dying minutes, coming off a couple of great saves um, to keep that a draw. But yeah, look, the first half for me, by the opening five minutes, it was all Bohemians. You know, the, the interplay between the midfield was absolutely excellent. Um, I thought he would have struggled, you know, with the likes of Ross Turney out of the team, um, George Kelly out of the team as well. I'd be a big, a big miss and glad to have. But uh, promise on my chair was top, Jesus. He, he was a real handful, wasn't he? And mm. Liam Bort, like I said, got on the score sheet, but he was absolutely excellent in the night. And I actually thought of you, right? I was thinking of you watching the game. Uh, and we, we've had countless chats here now on the show about the lack of any... No direct players, players that are willing to be direct and have a go and, and take players on. But looking at Liam Bort last night, he did it, did it in abundance, didn't he? Mm. Every time he, he took the ball, look, the first touch was positive as every speed, uh, willing to take men on, willing to get get shots off. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. I think that you look at the Bohemian team, they had to be disappointed, especially with Shamrock Rovers going down to 10 men just before... Um, for half time with Roberto Lopez getting sent off uh, very questionably at least I have to be honest I thought it was a very harsh red card to be given out um, instead of Lopez and Almature again who's a handful like I said all game the two of them are sort of jostling for the ball a little bit uh, looked like Lopez pulled him down but even he wasn't the last man at all Sean Gannon was behind him coming in the cover so yeah the red card for me was a little bit dubious but yeah to go back to what we were saying Bohemian for me yeah they will be disappointed uh, one day late, Shamrock Rovers on the 10 men, 
mistakes uh, for the goalkeeper for, for the Richard Carroll goal. And I know Grabs game with change, it doesn't really change anything, you know, but Robert's uh, still against his vital balls, so I'm still very in that position for the for, for European football, but in terms of the league title and Shamrock Rovers doesn't change much. That's just another two points closer to the title, you know. I think they just need two wins uh, remaining to, to win the league. And they're looking at the game and uh, walk for the way the 5th of November as a potential uh, toy where they can clinch the title. So, yeah, it doesn't change uh, much in that uh, sort of thing. But, yeah, in the, in the European race, it's really hot to look. Yeah, when I looked at Bowes in the European runs and all their games, they were high pressure, high intensity, didn't give the opposition time on the ball. When they got it, they were really effective with their with the passes they made, with keeping possession, you know, th- there was a threat there. There were obviously you had players who can who can run at you. So when they went down to ten men, Shamrock Rovers, uh, just before half time, and for a whole second half, I thought that that's exactly what Bowes would do. Then you know, squeeze the life out of Shamrock Rovers, don't let them out. But they did the complete opposite and 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 let Shamrock Rovers, you know, have loads of time in the centre of midfield. I, I was. It was unbelievable how much time they got to be able to go through the centre of the midfield. They weren't even cutting them down the wings. It was it was always through the centre, and I just thought Bowes very very open. Now they're a young Bowes team, and yeah. you know there's a, there's still a lot to learn, and and maybe this is one of their learning curves. But yeah, I, I thought they let it slip, and and never mind that the the goal she happens, but I'd still think that Bowes the way they were playing were going to create that one opportunity that they would have scored from because they were being given, you know, opportunity after opportunity and there was just no pressure on the ball and it just, they felt very comfortable on the ball, Shamrock Rovers, you could see them, they're knocking the ball around without any real pressure. Uh, yeah, I just think it was it was one that they, they let slip um, and that could cost them, that could cost them for yeah. a European place, you know, so after such a, a great European campaign this year. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how Keith Long... Uh, looks back at the season now uh, after that result. Okay, what we'll do is we'll have a little look at the uh, breakdown because there was today it was announced uh, the the new Unite. Well, let let me get this right. The Union Unite the Union Cup campaign. Okay, tell me about this because I I don't be. I know there's a little bit of money involved, so that's great. But I, these things don't really excite me that much. Uh, how excited do you get about this competition? A little bit more excited now with the money involved and Pat could be in it, but yeah, away from that, not at all. Um, yeah, first of all, sort of name, you know, it, it doesn't really roll off the phone, does it? For us, for us poor souls that have to talk about the bleeding, and annoyed the union. Like, like I'm right, I struggle with simple things at the best of times, so that needs this in my life. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the competition is, is uh, undergoing an expansion, as we've seen the, uh, the first one take place in 2019 between uh, the League of Ireland Premier Division winners at the time, uh, Dundalk, and the Northern Ireland Premiership winners at the time, Linfield. Uh, it was just fine between two of them over two legs, which Dundalk came out seven one winners and I get um, showing a bit of golden class between two leagues there. Uh, so yeah, it's going to undergo a bit, a bit of a facelift, a bit of a change up. So instead of having just the winners of both leagues play each other, we're going to have the winners of the Northern Irish League, which is Linfield. They'll be playing the runners-up of the league, which is Cole Lane. They'll be playing in a one-off game. 
And then we move down to the leaderboard in the Premier Division. And we're going to have Sean McGrover, who more than likely looks like he's going to win it, playing the one up of the Premier Division, which, you know, could be Pats, could be Derry. Who knows who could be? Uh, it's looking like those two. If you're going to put your money on two, so it could be Pats or Derry at the moment. So, yeah, the winner of the Linfield and Colvain game, they'll go into the final, and the winner of the Sean McGrover and the runner up will go into the final, and the final will take place at the Aviva Stadium on the 4th of December. So, most importantly, when we're talking about a competition like this, at air level, it's all about that money, isn't it, Roy? It's all about that cheddar. And the winner will take home 50,000, while second place will take home 40,000, and the semi-finalist will take home 25,000. So, nice bit of money to take into, you know, it's a bit of an incentive to be involved. It's like, it's called the Arrow League, the Premier Division, you know, the, the league title is wrapped up. It makes it that race for second now a little bit more interesting, knowing that you have, have an, an extra 25,000 uh, come your way if, if you do so. But yeah, I, I'm the same as you. Look, if Pats get to the finals, you know, I'll be there with, with, with you know, colours on support and the lads. But besides that, I'm, I'm still yet to see anybody that's overly excited with this competition. But hey, let us know if we're wrong about it and you're sitting at home buzzing for the United the Union 2021 competition. Reach out and let us know. Why don't they get rid of these type of competitions, get rid of League Cups, get rid of, I don't know, Leinster Railway Cups and all this nonsense. And why don't they just have the FAI Cup and whatever the North equivalent is, their Cup, and then have an All-Ireland Cup, which is a straight knockout, you know, between the uh, the two countries, if you want to call them, both sides of the border. It would make it far more interesting if it was if it was a big competition like that, wouldn't it? Like, I used to love the Standard Sports Cup. I don't know about you. I thought the Standard Sports Cup, it was brilliant. Yeah, you change up the formation. Yeah, just do a straight knockout. You could do probably a little bit earlier into the season. But the Satanta uh, yeah, yeah, wasn't every team. Satanta was, you know... No, no, it wasn't. Pick, no. pick this one here and pick that one there. I'd rather have, you know, a full chance. If you're in the bottom division, you still have a chance. Go for a big competition. Have it there. You have it over yeah. the course of the year. You know, it, it, I think it would make it a little bit more interesting, you know. And, of course, you know, you would have more games, which probably means more money, and uh, yeah, I just think it'd be far more interesting. I I, I think they're f- yeah. I think they're really pussyfooting around this, you know, with this United of Union Cup. And yeah, I don't I don't like it. That's what I'm saying. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big Melbourne boy and a big kickoff. Uh, but yeah, but I suppose then if you get rid of, like I said, the League Cup and you know the length of senior cups, which is like Jesus began, and no excitement whatsoever. I actually know I do tell a lie. I went to a, a Lentil Casino Cup final. I don't guess it was 2018. Uh, it was over in Talca Park. Shells were playing pass. And yeah, that was a good night. So flares and everything. There was actually an atmosphere at a Lentil Casino Cup final. But I am going to games over 15 years. And that's the only one memorable Lentil Casino Cup game I can remember. That probably says it all. But I'm sure the sentiment is the same. It's the month of seeing a cup and these things. So yeah, look, if you got rid of like the the, the, the uh, Providence Cups and uh, the, league, the, the League Cup itself it, then, it, it level out now you know so we got rid of them games they bring in new games for this uh, All-Ireland Cup that we're just making up there now yeah it, it even, even sells out I wonder even would you have more games or it'd probably just be the same old same old um, yeah I'm the same as you I'd like to say like I said I'm a big fan of the Sports Cup and big fan of the prize that brought in as well um, 
especially well uh, well televised as well during the day when she passed the sports was, was on the go. But yeah, but say come in, I think it'd be just uh, it'd be a fresh take, wouldn't it? It'd be, it'd be a fresh take and it sort of gives us all a sample of what an all Ireland league would actually look like. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, that's we're going to push it myself, yourself and the big kickoff. let's push that now for yeah. the All-Ireland Cup rather than the All-Ireland League they don't seem to want the All-Ireland League so we'll go for the All-Ireland no, Cup instead um, OK listen we push on to St. Pat's under 19s who played their second leg of their UEFA Youth League tie against Red Star today how did they get on Nathan? Yeah it wasn't a good one for the lads um, unfortunately we were beaten 2-0 uh, by Red Star uh, you're coming into this game after getting beaten 2 1 at home. Uh, it, it was a late Ben McCormick goal in the first leg, and then the second minute that salvaged some sort of uh, some, something to fight for, you know, in, in this away leg over in Belgrade. It was always going to be a difficult tie, but it, it kept them in touching distance of staying in it. But unfortunately, it wasn't the big. Uh, they were never beaten 4 uh, 1 and aggregate. And even like I mentioned, Ben McCormick, he wasn't available. Uh, he was literally would have been a key player for the past couple of years in the past under under nineteen squad, but he's with the fourth team now ahead of that big uh, the big weekend, I suppose, with with the FBI Cup semi final on Friday and then the league game against Dundalk again on the Monday night. So yeah, he wasn't available. Um Red Star would never go on say um that now this one. Empoli, the Italian side. Am I saying that right? Empoli, not the side with Dolphin on the first Empoli. Empoli, there we go. Good man, I was sitting up here before. <laughs> you know, we had to get like Google Translate to read it out to me. Yeah. And even that sounded wrong. That so, yeah, very one that's rare now does Google uh, give you the right answer. No, that's the, yeah. So we blame my 500 mistake on the big kickoff on Google. So I'm not taking the excuse for this one. Pronunciation. So, yeah, uh, Google, as good as it is, pronunciations is its uh, downfall. <laughs> It's not, yeah, it's not where it needs to be. But yeah, that's how Red Star will go on to play now. Uh, unfortunately, that brings the name to, I suppose, all Irish, Irish teams in, in Europe um, for the year 2021. Uh, hopefully we can see them back, whether to be, you know, the, the League of Ireland side, underage side, back next year. But yeah, look, from a point of view, going back just to the, to the past underage system, We've seen the likes of Josh Keeley, Sam Corkett, Keane Corbley, uh, Tom Longwin all played today. Uh, we've all been in and around with the fourth team this year. Uh, the captain, Ross Bay, you know that lad that any time you talk to anybody that's involved or in the round, the underage system of Pats or even at the League of Ireland, uh, Ross, Bay, Ross Bay is a name that seems to pop up uh, very consistently. So be excited to see how he gets on. Yeah, look, it's been a successful underage system for Pats. You know, they've been pretty consistent when in terms of winning leagues and winning cups through the whole, uh, the, the 19, 17, 15, and the 14s. Uh, they built up some strong partnerships with Dublin schoolboy clubs like, like Belvedere, that in there, we're putting United over the years, even Chevy Orchard. Uh, and now there's a natural pathway to the fourth team, isn't there? You know, that seems to be the identity with Pats this season. Like I mentioned, Ben McCormick. And uh, Dara Bournes in particular, the two of them have been excellent for the past four teams this season. So, yeah, look, all very exciting. They'd be really disappointed um, to miss out. But I think for young lads like that, even just these experiences, you know, of travelling and going to different countries and playing in these high-pressure environments, they'll benefit them and it'd be good for them. And while we wasn't successful, they wasn't able to get through. But he's still extremely proud of them, you know, it's still... It's brilliant. It's brilliant for them, and it's an experience that I'm sure will serve them well going forward. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, we will just before we go into the fans' question, Nathan. Just a couple of transfer rumours and the one of course that's out there this week is Motherwell are looking to swoop for Ross Tierney. Um, what do you think? Do you think that's something that he would look to do to go to Scotland? They're talking about a three-year deal. You can see why, can't you? And I think you hit the nail in the head there, the three-year deal, you know, a long-term option for him. Again, you know, for Boas, you just got a fear for them. You know, this has been prevalent with them over the past couple of years. You know, Ross Tierney has been excellent for them this season. Absolutely excellent. And while Georgie Kelly Rice, he gets a lot of plaudits for his goal scored and escapades. Yeah, Ross has been he's, he's one of the, the best young talents in the league. You know, 20 years of age now, ready to seemingly make a move. Um, I'm sure Keith Long would be disappointed if he was to go to lose his services. But I think he's talent everything to see, isn't he? And, you know, if you were going to pick out a list of, of some League of Ireland players that were ready to make the jump over, Ross would certainly be on your list. You know, we, we've seen him play for the under-21s a couple of times now. We've even strived in that environment. So he's always a lad that bigger and better team, seeing on the cards for him. And, yeah, it was an interesting one to notice. There's been, we've seen a few transfer rumours this week, actually, haven't we? Obviously, some a bit more um, trustworthy than others. But, yeah, this seems to be the one... Uh, I think even RTE had a, a piece of about it that Ross Trinity and Motherwell teams were in the cards and let's look at the lads you know super, like I said super super talented boy but yeah tough one for, for both because we're sort of in the stage now where of the Shamrock Rovers will be there next season we're looking at Derry City uh, they could be there next season or an after that open the big kickoff if you want to go and check it out um, and you, you'd feel that if Bowles can keep the nucleus of that squad you have at the moment and as well you'd be there in their boots but yeah, they're going to lose the likes of Ross Tierney. I think George Kelly's in, in the move as well. He could be heading off elsewhere. Yeah, it would it, be disappointed because the teams around them are expecting to build and they're expecting to really push on. Yeah, and when you link that up with the news and, well, it's, it's the possible potential looking of Aaron McInef going to from Hearts to Derry City again this looks more like a rumour but possibly uh, you know maybe with the smoke and fire uh, kind of thing I thinking about players who went to Scotland Nathan who who was really made it over there yeah and you brought this up as well didn't you when Gales made the move over mm. um, you said a similar thing for me, I think the obvious one to point out at the moment is just how well Jamie McGrath has done since yeah. he went over to St. Mary. Um I think that's the low hanging fruit, isn't it? That's the one that's the most prevalent in people's mind. It's the most recent. Um, I still stand by the fact that I think Liam Scales can go into that. Um, Celtic side and do well. I, uh, we're hearing on the great, uh, the great find. Just to throw another little cheeky rumour into, into the conversation, boy, we don't mind. Uh, down here in Sligo, like Johnny Kenny is looking very likely to be off the Celtic as well after Christmas. That's uh, another very talented young lad that could be heading over. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, for me, top of my head, I'd say, Jamie McGrath is the only one now uh, that, that I've been thinking. How about you? Is anyone um, that, that you can give a little shout-out to while I go Google some answers and pretend to be smart? Well, I suppose Paddy McCart did relatively yeah, well yeah, at Celtic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he scored some fantastic goals that are will be ever present down in, in Celtic's all-time goals. So he's he, he did well without being outstanding and, you know, being an all-time legend. 
but some of the goals he scored and, and, and some of the runs he made in, in games, he did get bums off seats. So uh, for me, he was a, a, a huge positive from the League of Ireland to Scotland. Um, yeah, I, people are going to have to help us out here because the, I only thought of the question as, a, as we, we were on air and I'm, I'm only thinking of the answers now, but I, I'm not really coming up with anyone that's really jumping out there. And I just thought about it and I was thinking, is a move, I know Graham Gartland went over there and he had a decent career there um, with St. Johnson. So yeah, there is there is there is a few there that have done all right. But again, has anyone gone from Ireland to Scotland and then made the next jump to England and made their career there and generally when you look at team players who come from Europe they're using Scotland as you know that little bounce to go into England and and, and make their their career you know they're in the shop window when they go to Scotland I just haven't seen that with many Irish players Yeah you stuck me with that one now I have to say yes McCourt actually a good show but I, never, I, I couldn't think of that one uh, on the ball there yeah, Jamie McGrath, trying to just trying to rattle through some names in your head now, and I, I am struggling. Like, I think of a few lads that went over had spells in Scotland already, but haven't overly it, 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 these expectations or anything. Like even McInnes one, you know, gone over and coming off the back of a huge successful season with Shamrock Rovers, and been somewhat struggling for game time in now the team. And yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see actually does he come back and does he come back to Derry? What's the wage situation like? Well, well, I wouldn't imagine he's on a ridiculous, you know, wage that'll be out of Derry City Railhouse now without a bit of influx of money coming in. I wouldn't say it's totally unrealistic. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he does. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's the, the rumours, and it won't be too long before the season ends and the uh, rumour mill will hype up <laughs> hugely good. as everyone becomes a free. Uh, most uh, people will become a free you, agent what, again. And what? And not only that, most people become. An agent, not even just people in the League of Ireland sphere, just an agent, and we all become hack journalists, boy, don't we? We all uh, put two and two together. We put a conversation that we had with some else in the pub and we turn it into speculation, and I cannot wait for all that fun. Excitement. That's how we get our stories, Nathan. That's how we That's do it. Yeah. it man. We, we, we'd be out of a job without them conversation. Okay, <laughs> fans' question. Yeah, we got got one in, another one, thankfully. They're still coming in all, after all these times, so we're, we're absolutely delighted with them. If you want to a question on the show, we, we, uh, we'd love to have it. We, we love getting the questions in from League of Ireland fans. Send them into the big kickoff on any of our social media platforms, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, uh, we believe we're on LinkedIn as well. We're on LinkedIn, well, we are on LinkedIn. Yes. It was still of me to forget. So I'm trying to up my LinkedIn game and still thought I'd be I'm getting there I'm I have there. seen that I've seen oh. it you're, you're starting I, I, to get I was, there I, I, was, yeah, I was told off wasn't I right I was told off by, uh, <laughs> by ourselves but look that's neither here nor there I even myself Nate and Doyle can get me on, on that fantastically grown LinkedIn page if you have a question it's yeah, a very grown up page for you in all fairness it's, it's getting there I'm, I think I'm in triple figures now with my connections so you know yeah. stuff. hit Good us stuff. up on the link hit us up on the LinkedIn lads <laughs> missing out yeah this week's one was sent in by Oshin Bree is that the name Bree yeah Bree sorry Oshin Oshin uh, well he first of all he let us know that Longford had been officially relegated from the Premier Division which I think a lot of us knew was coming and he wants to know what's next and how does the Midland side bounce back 
it's well what's next is the first division so <laughs> That's, you took my job. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, just gonna leave it there and sign off. Yeah, that's that's the obvious fact. Uh, they they yeah. they started off with a little bit of promise this year and drifted. Uh, would I say badly? Yeah, I'll say badly because I don't yeah. think that they the promise that they had in the first handful of games yeah. and you thought right maybe they'll make a nuisance of themselves and they 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 went out softly really. Um, so yeah. a, a poor showing really in the end I thought but listen that's that's the way it is you know you go from the first division it, easy, it isn't easy in the Premier Division um, you've got to you've got to recruit well I know they had a lot of young players with that Longford team so you know if they can keep them together I suppose that's the next part can they keep the yeah. unit together can they keep that team together and, and convince them that they can go and win the first division and, and get promoted again and have a second go at it and be more prepared um, when it comes around again, I suppose, the, the following year. So I think that's what they have to do. They have to convince the players that, listen, stick with us. We can we, we can do it next time and we can actually make a good fist of it with the experience that we have. Um, other than that, listen, you, I mean, what have, what have Longford won? Last time they won something, it was, what, 2014? That was the... The first division. Then you're going back to two thousand, early two thousands, for for winning at and else. Um, of course, that's a, that that was in their kind of heyday. Um, so yeah, they're, they're nowhere near that now. So really and truly, they they wanted they need to look at what way Shelbourne went about their business last year and try and copy that. Yeah, I I, I go along the lines that it's while it's been it has been disaster season, you know. I think you've only won, won two or three games. They're over twenty points adrift at the bottom of the table. Uh, one of the closest rivals, Waterford. You have a good old manager there, David Doyle. I, I, I really do think he's an excellent coach. And anyone you have talked to that have been around him as a coach have nothing but good things to say about him. So some really exciting players. It's just, unfortunately for me, like I said a couple of times in the show now, the centre half Aaron O'Driscoll has been the most exciting. Uh, but he's on, on loan he'll be going back to Mansfield over in England Dean Williams has come in on loan has done well so he's going to be heading back to Shamrock Rovers you know it's kind of keep the likes of A. Dervin who underwhelmed for me a little bit I was really excited about him coming into the Premier Division and he struggled um, but I still think he's good enough I still I actually wouldn't mind seeing, getting him a crack at the, at the Premier Division um, should there be somebody sniffing around and interested in him well, he's, a, he's, a, he's a local long forward lad, so maybe you want to stick around head to club out. Um, Rob Manley up top, who's been banked the goals in the fourth division, but again, never really got off the mark this season, uh, as did a lot of players. Yeah, look, we'd be disappointed. It, it's always a, a, a rotten feeling uh, to be in that situation. And even for the crowd themselves, you know, the, the, I'm sure they'd be heading back with the 100% capacity back to the end of the season, but... You never got to truly celebrate that promotion of last season. And like you said, off the such a big start beating Derry in the opening game. And really, ever since that, it's just, it's just been downhill slump for them. And it's, it's something that we've known has been coming for, for quite a while now. But yeah, they keep hold of, of the squad. Might give themselves a chance. But even like that, you know, that's, we've seen sides go down to the fourth division and struggle, you know. Shares are coming up this year. We don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs. It's, can go into the future and tell time, but even Galway, if, if they fail to get promoted, 
in the playoffs this season. But if, if you remain full time, you'd expect them to, to, to be up there. It would really, really challenge them for the fight next season. UCD, you know, we can never count them out. Uh, Treat United have shown that they're not going to be anybody's pushovers. And now they have a, a season experience under the belt. And not only that, but they're going to have a full uh, pre-season and a full off-season to work together and, and, and recruit well as well. So Treat United will be there if they wonder as well. Unless they get and promoted, long, that is, Nathan. Yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. This is all just let these sides get promoted. And even outside of the playoffs. You know, at loan, uh, Paul Dillon, his first full season, he'll, he'll have next year. And while I don't think they'd be challenging for the playoffs, even Wexford, you know, we, we, we've talked about the improvements that, that have been there since Ian Ryan coming. You know, you, you expect that they, they'll put it up a little bit more to size than we have this year. So it's it's far from any guarantee, you know, if, if Longford well, long go into the, the fourth division now next season, that they're going to pull straight back up because it's tight, it's tense. and. Like we were saying, look, Galway used to be treating out his way for four really, really good sides yeah, in the playoff and only one of them can, can, can potentially go up. So it, it's going to be tight for Longford. And so you, you wouldn't be chomping at the bitch if he's throwing money at them to come up straight away. No, um, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with all that, I think. Uh, but I do think, listen, with football, you have to take the facts as they are in front of you and the facts are they're they're relegated and they need to get ready to fight their way back into the Premier Division. So don't feel sorry for yourself. Get yourself ready and get yourself organised for next year. And hopefully Longford will make a, a, a run of it next time when they're in there. And hopefully that won't be too long in the future either. But as you said, plenty of teams out there who will feel the same way. OK, Nathan, we're going to leave it there. Enjoy your League of Ireland action. Thanks very much for listening. Nathan, thanks very much for your time as well. And we'll talk to you next week.